I am delighted to introduce Brian Moody, who is Data Endure's Vice President of Managed Security Services, um, or Managed Security Services Practice. I'm super excited to have you here, Brian. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're in the hot seat. <laughs> it's red. Yes, yes, for a reason. Uh, now, thank you for joining us. Um, hope y'all have had a great summer. Um, we titled this Tech Talk, Small Steps, Big Protection. And we did that for a reason. Um, we're taking a look at a lot of the news out there, um, just even this week um, with the FBI taking down that um, enormous botnet. Uh, botnet. Um, we saw in August the SEC come out with new cybersecurity rules um, and expectations for public companies. And um, there's so much activity that continues to go on out there. Um, yet we have organizations saying, this is so big, how do we get there? And so what we thought we would do is just kind of peel apart um, both what we're hearing from the SEC and why that's important, right? Um, a lot of organizations out there are public, but you kind of see what the SEC does as the canary in the coal mine, maybe, that once they start talking about things and setting new expectations, that trickles down. Um, it trickles down because although you're not public, maybe you have a partner who is, maybe you have a supplier who is, and all of a sudden what the SEC is talking about becomes very important for everybody. So um, we'll start there, but then we're really going to dive into what that means for smaller businesses and, and how you can think about protecting yourselves. Um, so Brian, when you look at what the SEC is talking about, what stood out to you? Well, a, a couple of things. I, I think that what we've seen in the industry for years and years now is, is what comes out at the government level, what comes out very, very high up, absolutely trickles down through, uh, you know, the publicly traded companies, corporate companies down into enterprise, small enterprise, and then definitely down to small business. Um, I think what we've seen historically with the, the hacker community is they have gone after the whales, so to speak. They've gone after the publicly traded companies. And I think over the last multiple years, what we've seen is a dramatic change in their strategy. They're going after small business. Mm -hmm. There's no question. We're seeing more and more small businesses um, get attacked, get ransomware attacks. Um, so this SEC announcement with respect to um, new kind of compliance, new reporting rules, um, I think that it's gonna drive from a standpoint of that maturation uh, that we already see in, I think, public and the, the larger corporation environment, um, it's going to drive kind of a direction, I think, of the attack community to even go after small businesses mm -hmm. even more. Mm -hmm. um, one of the critical things I thought that came out of the SEC is the is the 96-hour notification rule. Um, you know, most large corporations will have infrastructure in place. They'll have security operations. They'll have things like SIM. They'll have log management. They'll have the forensics to be able to go back to, to understand what happened. Um, but 96 hours, I mean, we're already seeing a, a grumbling coming from the community that are going, no way. I mean, if you've been attacked within the first 48 to 96 hours, you're just trying to figure out what happened, right? right? You're right. digging back into your security infrastructure. You're digging back through those logs. You're doing forensics to understand what happened, to have to come to market and say, this, this is what happened to us. Mm -hmm. I think the other um, point I think that is going to be a huge topic of challenge is the material aspect mm. of the attack. Um, the SEC is saying if you've had a material attack, if you've had something to you that is material, 
define materials, right? right? right. They may have a, a vastly different uh, definition of material than you might within your business. Mm -hmm. um, they're saying that the investors deserve to, to, to understand this or hear about this information based upon the material. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a huge legal challenge. I think it's going to be a huge challenge amongst organizations to say that, well, we didn't report because it wasn't material. Right. 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 So I think those were two of the big things that really stood out for me with respect to kind of what the SEC said. And and yeah, I, I looked at that that four day clause as well and just think, wow, for those folks that we've done incident response for, right, at that two, three, four day period, um, you know, depending on the sophistication and maturity of, of your cybersecurity environment, you can be in all sorts of different places um at, at that time frame. And and whether you're a large company or small company, um, that's gonna be super challenging for, for people to adhere to. Um as we think about the pieces that need to fall into place for you to even be able to attempt, um, let's take four days out of it. Let's say five days, 10 days, you know, for you to understand that you have had a breach, for you to understand where did it originate from, what has it impacted? Um, what goes into that? This, this all comes down to security operations. This all comes down to your incident response plan. This all comes down to your ability to leverage technology, uh, to leverage AI, to leverage automation. You know, the critical part about having um, a mature security infrastructure is the ability for that infrastructure to first detect that something has happened, but then to respond very quickly mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. So with that infrastructure in place, if I have an attack on a machine, if I discover someone in the network, I'm able to very quickly isolate that from the network. If I don't have that infrastructure in place where we've had we've had instances where we've had a customer attack at two in the morning and within six minutes, two or 300 clients were impacted. Mm -hmm. We stopped that in seven minutes. So we were able to stop the attack, pull off the infected uh, infrastructure and roll that infrastructure back uh, to, to New England State and have that company back up very, very quickly. If you don't have the infrastructure to respond like that, and it's what we've seen in the ransomware attacks is you begin to see these companies get completely encrypted mm -hmm. and it can literally shut your company down. It right. will cripple you. Right, right. So if we roll back and say, those are the components we need. Um, if I'm an organization that is looking at kind of the new regulations coming out, hearing what good looks like, um, the best place to start would be where? You know, if well, you're if you're kind of thinking about this in terms of steps or, sure. or components. Well, I think there's four critical steps with respect to any organization evaluating its security uh, posture. You know, mm -hmm. and first of all, there's the strategy associated with security. There's the process with respect to what security processes we're putting in place. There's the technology that we look at that we look to implement in order to um, implement or apply to those policies. And then there's the people aspect of it, mm -hmm. which is critically important. So for, for small organizations that are beginning to look at uh, how do I deploy a security maturity model? You know, first of all, let's talk about that strategy component. It's, it's looking at our organization. What are the goals of our organization? How are we innovating and competing in the market? And then what infrastructure do we have in order to implement that business strategy? What data do we have? Mm -hmm. So, and then where are we most vulnerable? Mm -hmm. What are our risks? So this is really a risk assessment. It's a vulnerability assessment. It's understanding what our business is and what our environment looks like. Well, and that makes sense too, because 
I'm sure when you're thinking about where are we most vulnerable and, and all of those things, every business is already invested in something probably, sure. right? They've got AV or they've got firewalls. And so as you're thinking about the strategy, there are very few people that are probably starting from nothing. And so as you go through that, you're kind of starting to factor in what have you already done right. and what's next? Well, to some degree, because no one has nothing today because right. that's just not, it's not possible. But I think once you've gone through the strategy to understand what are vulnerabilities, what are our risks, what do we look like? You know, the second component of that is now what are the processes? And, and folks have already to some degree done this, right? They've implemented the email and implemented the endpoint. Um, but to really draw a great strategy with respect to what are our security processes? What are our security operations, right? You know, what are our accessible use policies? What, how are we going to access infrastructure? You know, and for some organizations is, do we have to uh, adhere to a framework? Right. You know, do we have compliance based upon our business uh, uh, infrastructure, uh, potentially the business that we're in, the industry that we're in? But one of the critical key components that's been happening to most organizations is, what companies we're partnering with right. or doing business with. Right. Because they are now requiring things like SOC 2, Type 2. Mm -hmm. you, know, you have to have a level of security in place just to do business with us right. or to contract with us. So those processes are pretty important. And then we get to that technology part mm -hmm. where we have implemented technology infrastructure. We've implemented the email, the firewalls, the cloud security, the endpoint. And that's the technology that really maps back to the controls. Mm -hmm. um, the, the key point here is it's an ongoing process. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think many people uh, don't understand about security is that it's not something that it's set and forget. Mm -hmm. And so many people think, hey, I've got email in place. I've got my endpoint in. I've got my firewall in. You know, we've got uh, passwords. We've got multi-factor authentication in. You know, we're doing the things. So we've implemented Mm -hmm. infrastructure in order to protect the organization. Um, but they say, hey, we've got it. And it's like they set it and forget it. Mm -hmm. um, it's truly interesting how many organizations that we've been involved with that have a SIM in place. They never look at the SIM. Mm -hmm. They actually aren't actually seeing what the SIM is reporting. It's like, we've got a SIM in place, checkbox. Or it's there in case something bad <laughs> happens. So I'll go look at it after the fact. Correct. Instead of using it proactively to help, to help, to, to help um, actually, you know, grow their business. So as their business grows, as they advance contracts and, uh, you know, to begin to innovate in, in, in the business that they're in and compete in the marketplace, that security strategy has to grow with the business. Right. Well, interesting. You talk about innovation. Um, you know, you look at why the SEC is doing this. You look at why the FBI is doing what they're doing. The bad guys are innovating. Right. So we've got the hackers, we've got cyber adversaries that are innovating constantly, finding new holes, new gaps, new opportunities. And therefore, either the company itself has to try to keep up and innovate or the technology community, the security community has to innovate. Right. We've got to keep up with with the hackers innovation. Well, here's the fine line. And, and the tough part with most organizations is how strict of a security policy do we put in place, mm -hmm. right? Companies are focused on what they do best mm -hmm. and they are working to innovate within their product suite, their competitive market to compete in the marketplace. They have to focus on what they do best. The hackers focus on what they do best. So, 
So that fourth leg of, of, of the table that I talked about, which uh, is the people, mm -hmm. this is the, the uh, very, very important part with respect to organizations and their security strategy, because it's not a matter of if you're going to be attacked, mm -hmm. you're going to be attacked. Mm -hmm. It's just when. Mm -hmm. And that win component is um, where that technology stack the, and then the people come in because your incident response capability, your ability to respond to that attack is absolutely instrumental in protecting your business. The challenge though is, as I said, they're innovating and they're focused on what they do best. You know, and most of the organizations we find, especially smaller companies, they have maybe one or two people in the organization right. that are focused on this security thing. And they don't have the resource, and many times they don't have the knowledge to be able to fully implement um, a security practice. Mm -hmm. And it leaves them vulnerable. Sure. So why wouldn't you turn to somebody like the hackers, like Data Door, which what we do day in, day out, 100% of the time, 365 days a year, we focus on security and security innovation right. through our managed security services platform. Right. Well, and I think um, it's interesting if we go back to the, the four pieces and four layers you were talking about, technology comes third, right? You've got strategy, you've got process, and then you have technology. And I think um, for so many people, and understandably, right, you feel pressure, right? Okay, we're standing up this business, we're standing up, you know, our, our employees, and we've, we've got to make sure we're okay. And I think sometimes you backdoor, like, okay, we bought all these tools, and, and maybe you think about strategy later, maybe you don't think about strategy until maybe you're pressured by, you know, you need a cyber insurance policy or you need something and then all of a sudden. So you kind of have this very wonky technology stack that, you know, maybe you have a good um, endpoint detection, or maybe you have a good antivirus or whatever, but all of these things also need to work together, right? right? And, and, and thinking about those working together, that could be 10, 20, 30 tools just in the security space and think about it you've got your one or two people maybe or three or four or however many but you're trying to make sure that these tools are complementary meaning whatever they're telling you um, is consistent or understanding where the variability is but then from an innovation standpoint each of these tools have their own shelf life so at some point each of these tools are going to be leapfrogged by somebody else who's keeping up with current threats better. And so while they're trying to innovate in their space, there's gotta be some, somebody thinking about, well, how is this all working? And is it still working? And how do I inspect if it's working? Um, and unfortunately, like you said, the hackers don't discriminate on big, small industry, whatever. And so small or large, you're needing to think about the same things and, it's overwhelming. Right. It's absolutely overwhelming. I mean, come on. I mean, how hard can it be, right? I mean, there there are over four thousand yeah. tools in the the current security tool market. Which one do you pick, mm -hmm. right? There's there's ten email solutions. There's ten endpoint solutions. And every single one of those manufacturers is marketing them with best, mm -hmm. right? So not only do you have to select the tool, but to your point, it's so important that they. Um, the telemetry, your ability to be able to evaluate that the tools work together, they complement one another. Uh, and building that stack is incredibly difficult. 
you know, uh, even, you know, the big Gartners and the, the data from the industry says, especially around network security, is 90% of most companies don't do network security correctly. You know, and this is where we start talking about access. We start talking about micro segmentation. You know, we really start talking about protecting the industry because 70 plus percent of the attacks all involve lateral movement within the network. Oh right. So as we begin to look at that tool sets, these companies are struggling with respect to what tool set do I bring to market mm -hmm. or what or do we implement in our, in our infrastructure? The other aspect is you talk about this leapfrogging of technology. Absolutely. Companies that have their technology that born maybe in legacy uh, type technology, they're having to write. So every time the hacker community actually thwarts a tool, if I wrote that tool, I have to go back and close that gap, the whole ideology of patching. But I have to write to it. One of the things that I think that's very unique about Data Endor is we test the tools on an annual basis to understand adequacy. And we want our tools to be in the top three tools that we implement in our infrastructure. Companies purchase a tool and everything is subscription-based today, right? So you get into 12, 24, 36 okay. months locked. Okay. You're locked in. And if you're locked into a tool that the hackers have found a way to easily thwart, your risk skyrockets. Right. It skyrockets. Right. And I think that's one of the, again, the unique things about Data Door is if you are contracted with us, we might change that tool next year because we found that a tool is not effective mm -hmm. uh, as uh, what it was before. Mm -hmm. So... That is one of the hugest challenges I think that the that our customers are going through is implementing these technology right. stacks, right, uh, and then managing, right, right. Well, and and you know you're touching on a topic when we promoted this event. Um, someone reached out to uh, to me on LinkedIn and asked a question and said, you know, how how does a company stay good enough security wise yet continue to innovate? And it was interesting because as I thought about it, I thought, well, you could think of Innovate two different ways, right? How do I do what everything I need to do from a security perspective and continue to innovate in my business, which we've talked about? Or how do I do or keep my security strong enough and continue to innovate around that security stack? And on either side of the fence, there are challenges. And you know what I told him is, um, it's not that companies don't want to be secure. It's not that they're... Um, that they're not smart. It's not that they're not spending the right thing. It's just, this is really, really tough. And unless it is your business to be that innovator, um, you're always going to be behind and, and, and not by any fault of your own. And so that's why we see a lot of people and we've seen a big uptick in folks saying, I kind of want to get out of this, right? Like I want to find a special ops team. I want to find someone who can you know, walk alongside us and make sure, you know, who have our six, you know, who make sure that any gaps or anything that we're not seeing, you know, the sniper on the roof or whatever, that someone's got that broad visibility on our ecosystem and making sure that we're protected and where we might be vulnerable, we're on it quickly. The aspect of that is seven by 24, 365, right? So exactly what you talk about is we're on it. But to staff to that is hugely expensive. And if you think about the smaller organizations, they don't have the staff to be able to staff to seven by 24 to, to manage this aspect, mm -hmm. right? They're trying to manage their business. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we've all been in Silicon Valley a long time, uh, been 30 years in this valley watching um, the growth of technology, the growth of services. Um, we all manage our own IT. Mm -hmm. IT went to, right? 
Let us manage the IT for you. Co-location. Mm -hmm. Don't have all that power and pooling. Let us do it. Mm -hmm. Then it went to let us manage it for you, right? Mm -hmm. So you had the actual service providers. You know, why, why manage your own applications, right? As a service applications. Everything is moving in a direction, I think, that allows organizations to focus on what they do best. And the infrastructure that they take advantage of, the infrastructure they need to run their businesses, let the experts, right. let the people who do that best do it. Right. And more and more we're seeing in the security business uh, that it is moving to let us handle. This yeah. is what we do best. Yeah. Right. We're the experts. We're focused on a set by 24. This is the business that, that we do every single day and that we can bring that level of service to you so that you can focus on what you do best right. and you let us do what we do best. Right. Well, one of the things we had talked about was um, small steps, yeah. right? We're talking about big things, big challenges, big consequences. So you mentioned um, there are likely no people out there that have done nothing. So I might've done a few things. I might've done a lot. I might've not done enough. So how do we move people um, uh, in those small digestible steps or how do we how do we help people get to where they need to be but in a way that either works with their finances or works with the contracts they, you know they already have um you know let's wrap up with how how can we help people take those steps certainly um and to your point no one has nothing and i think that is uh, every customer that we've engaged with i've never been on the phone with someone and they said oh we don't have anything um, they have implemented pieces. I think what we've done is we've defined what good looks like. You know, we have seen where the industry has gone. We've seen what the requirements that are really needed by almost any business, right? And it starts with email. 93% of attacks come from email. So gateway solutions are not working. So you have got to ramp up your security around email. The second aspect of that is 70% of that 93% needs DNS mm -hmm. to communicate with command and control session. So we need to have a level of DNS protection now that will allow us um, to prevent that command and control uh, session. Especially in the world we live in today, DNS is somewhat broken because it's, it's been implemented at the firewall. Well, we're not all inside of our buildings right. anymore behind that firewall, right. behind that proxy, right? We're remote. So that DNS defense needs to, to be uh, distributed. It needs to be out with the client, regardless of where they're at. The third aspect of that is, um, is endpoint. The endpoint is a critical component. Um, we've got to have uh, automated uh, AI capabilities, machine learning capabilities on the endpoint um, so that we can react very quickly when something happens on the endpoint. It's not if, it's when. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the endpoint really is the gateway to our network. So network security is another key component. Uh, and then I keep bringing this people yeah. person yeah. type thing back yeah. because people are so important in security today. And you can put all this infrastructure in place, like I said, and people said it and forget it. For us, and you've heard you've heard Shaheen say this a hundred times, it's like sticking a guard tower up, but you don't put a guard in it. Right. So that human aspect is absolutely important. So what we found as we work with companies is that you may have put pieces in. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we do at Data Endure is we create an economic roadmap for you and we create a total cost of ownership. So we can come in and do a security evaluation with you to understand where you are in your security maturity market. Mm -hmm. 
any one of our services can be used as a gap service. So here's the critical point. We're not asking you necessarily to change out, write a new That's check for what you've done. Right. What we're going to do is evaluate what you have in place and how it's protecting your business, where you have vulnerability and or risk. And then if we have a service that we can gap in, in order at a, at a, at a smaller dollar figure, because now you're not replacing the whole thing, we can gap into what you have. And then we create an economic roadmap, understanding your contracts, what their expiry dates are. And then we will do technology evaluation with those in comparison to the services that we bring to market and when an appropriate time might be to switch that tool out, mm -hmm. or it may be an important and integral tool to your security model and maybe something that stays in. Right. So with our security operations and when we implement our SOC as a service or our SIM, we can take telemetry from those tools that you have that are important to your business and provide that seven by 24 security operations and management to that tool set. Here's what I like about that. If I'm a smaller or mid-sized business, I like the fact that I've got expert eyes on what I've already done. And by the way, it's complimentary, right? The security health check is complimentary. I like that someone's looking at what I've done. They're telling me, okay, here's good, here's scary, here's this, here's that, but who's kind of walking alongside with me and saying, well, we can we can fill this gap here, we can do this here, but I mean, I'm getting kind of this, um, this expert, um, I, I just keep saying eyes on my business um, that, that can kind of, kind of help me more comfortably and confidently um, grow my security maturity. Because it's an ongoing process. Right, exactly. This is something that I think most businesses really need to wrap their head around. Security is an ongoing, continuous process. Right. Um, you have to continue to grow and adapt to what you know, current indicators of compromise right. are or current threat uh, right. vectors are. And so it's not something that you set and forget. Mm -hmm. And having that expert, having those experts with their eyes on your business, uh, they're the ones, I mean, we we get the security feeds on a daily basis. We understand what's happening in, in, the, in the attack framework. Yeah. Yeah. So being able to apply that to your business and show you where your vulnerabilities are, I think it's a, it's a peace cool. of mind that we've heard that lets yeah. people sleep at night. Um, with that, I've received a note from our producer that we have a question that came in. So Mr. Producer, what's our question? How would you suggest a small company with 100% remote employees attack cybersecurity beyond the standard AV, OS, firewall, et cetera? Do you want to repeat that question? Yeah, so the question was, is, is for a small company with say 100 people that's completely remote, um, how would we recommend that they approach cybersecurity beyond kind of some of the standard components? Um, first of all, the critical aspect of that is access. Um, for us, VPN technology is broken. And most organizations implement some type of VPN protect, uh, uh, technology. Um, well, we're, we're fine. We have, it's, it's in the cloud. Well, no, all we've done is move the concentrator into the cloud. And we're accessing that same type of technology into the cloud. For us, the first aspect is how you're having those folks um, access uh, the infrastructure. And um, for us, it's critical around uh, zero trust access. So we have brought to market and we suggest that you evaluate um, how they access uh, the infrastructure versus VPN is we utilize a zero trust model that micro segments the access. So we're looking at the security of the machine first uh, and then tying into the security of the user. So tying into any MFA that you might be using, but also into that active directory information. 
so that we can constantly monitor the user and the machine and the security screen. In addition, we segment what those users and what those machines can see so that if they do get breached, that lateral movement that I mentioned before can occur within your right. right. Endpoint technology is also absolutely important. So I talked about email, I talked about DNS, I talked about endpoint. So these are critical components that you need to make sure that you deploy onto that technology. So advanced email protection, which is not just gateway, we recommended an advanced phishing solution. And then security awareness training is so important yeah. for the users because the phishing attacks that are coming in are so ridiculously so mature. Yeah. They're so good. And it takes one click. Yeah. One click. Yeah. So that security awareness training is, is important and we, and we think should happen on a monthly basis. That distributed DNS defense, I think you should look at technology associated with how do I get DNS defense on my remote workers machines mm -hmm. so that um, if they do click on something to go, we can prevent that command and control. Yeah. And then, like I said, a robust in endpoint security solution is very important with respect to the additional features and protection of the endpoint. And with all of this, like you mentioned, is having some people on the back end keeping an eye on it, right? Um, the 24 by 7, even if you're 100 people, right, that having those people or access to that team right. that is watching that environment and making sure things are okay. Well, um, I'll come back to a point that I made. It's all about the response, yeah. right? It's all about, uh, and that's 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 utilizing technology, but that's people. Right, um, right. Your incident response is really about your organization and your people and yeah. how you're responding to the attack that is going to happen. Right. Don't and, don't kid yourself and think that you're not going to get attacked right. because you are right. going to. It's that, how you respond to that attack that's important. Yeah, and I think um, if I asked that, if I were the person that asked that question, I think okay, you've just mentioned three, four, five tools, people. I can't afford it. And the beautiful thing about managed security services, right, is that you are not buying all these tools. You are not hiring all these people. And so not only do you have access to this mature security stack um, in a very cost-effective basis where you're paying per user or per node, um, this can be implemented for you within 30 days. Right. So you have an acceleration of services and you have an extremely cost-effective model um, that, that, you know, that wouldn't be available to you if you're trying to do it yourself. I, I talked to people on the daily with respect to uh, their security infrastructure and what we bring to market. And when I talk about what we put together, that endures XDR offering, extended detection response, which includes that mail, includes the DNS, includes the endpoint, and then includes an entire proactive approach to security and continuous incident response. So I talk back to the point of responding. What is your response? We provide that continuous incident response. Mm -hmm. For that hundred percent included, included, right? So Not the extra. first thing, the first thing that they tell me is this is too expensive. I, I, you know, because if I were to go build this, it would be expensive, and that's the right answer. The difference is, is after seven years in business, twenty-six countries, four continents, we bring economies to scale to our customers and license costs to our yeah. customers that they can take advantage of. A pricing model yeah. as if they were a 20 or 30,000 person company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, with that, um, I'm having one more note from our producer. Um, with that, uh, we will wrap up. Um, you know, what I would offer to you folks 
Um, Brian talked about the economic roadmap. You know, if you are listening um, on this uh, live stream, if you've got some questions of understanding, if you need any gap, gaps filled, um, please reach out to us. I mean, as I mentioned, it's complimentary and we would love to um, help put eyes on, um, on your systems for you and let you know what's going on. Um, the other thing, if this was valuable to you, um, feel free to follow us on LinkedIn, subscribe to our newsletter. Um, you will be advised of when our upcoming um, events and live streams are. Um, with that, Brian, any closing thoughts? I would just say, um, don't feel like you're alone. Uh, this, is, this is hard. Um, cybersecurity is incredibly difficult and it continues, the hackers continue to mature even more every day. Um, the key to the game is making sure that you're in the game and you're playing. Yeah. Um, and, and again, as I said, it's all about the response and your ability to respond to the attack that is going to happen. And, um, and if that infrastructure and that's in place, um, then you can protect your business, yeah. but don't feel alone. It's hard. Everyone has this challenge it, it, it's scale of course given right. your organization um but uh we can help fantastic we can help thank you for joining us and we'll see you next month thank you